Guys, I am actually so excited to be recording today. It is like a monumental task to get time to myself. I have to put the dog in the garage so he won't bark in the neighbors. I have to hide away in my son's room. I'm literally talking into a $100 mic with an old gym sock on it recording for you. And it is one of my favorite things to do is to record these episodes. I do not know why I make no money doing it, but it's something that gives me a lot of joy. And I must say that I've had such a nice Sunday today. Um, it was oddly rainy today and I got a workout in and I had a few things on my list that I wanted to do, but nothing like nothing earth shattering, no plans with people. And sometimes it's so nice to have just a down day where you have nothing you have to do. I mean, I literally ended up like actually getting a full workout, making banana muffins, putting a charcoal mask on my face, one of those like peel off ones. My, my teenage daughter did that for me. And just feeling like, I mean, I even laid down on the ground while my mask was drying and my husband gave me a foot rub. So it was kind of one of those like traditional self-care days that I very rarely get and I totally enjoy. But I am here to do some recording and without further ado, I'm going to talk to you about Headspace and um, Headspace is the name of, I think it's the name, maybe it's Headspace or Mindspace. I'll have to look. I think it's Headspace. Um, this morning, my husband signed us up, like the whole family for this meditation plan so that we could all have this access to Headspace, which is for meditating and, um, which is super cool that he wanted to do that. He's been meditating. He takes 10 minutes in the morning and meditates, but it's always been this kind of like woo woo thing that, I've tried it before, but normally we try it in bed and I fall asleep. And then the next morning I'm like, how was that for you? And he's like, it was great. And I'm like, I guess it was great for me too, because I fell asleep. But I don't think that that's really the point. Um, I've been exposed to it over the last couple of years. So I kind of know what it's about. But it seems like meditating is just one of those other things to add to my list of things I've got to get done. And I mean, I'm... There's a lot, like I'm coming up on 50, so there is a lot that I never did before in my 20s, 30s, or even 40s when I should have been. Like I'm taking supplements every day, I'm drinking collagen water, I'm trying to get exercise every day, get a little bit of sunshine, and it just seems like this would be another like thing that I should put on my should do, commit to list, and and in the back of my head, I'm pondering, do I really have extra space in my day to add yet another thing that would put, you know, that I'd put under the guise of self-care? Um, I know I need to do something because what's going on right now hasn't been working for me. It's hard to admit, especially after this year, that I'm struggling. And here's why. There's a lot of guilt about being a white, middle-aged, healthy woman with healthy kids. I'm not sick. I've never gotten sick this year. I've never been impacted financially uh, my marriage is great. And COVID seems to be sliding toward an end. So I feel kind of dumb for having anxiety right now. And that's exactly what it is. Like I just am like, <sighs> tension, there's this constant physical and mental tension that I have. And um, I think I know why I think it's been a stressful year for everyone. And even though I'm not necessarily directly impacted my friends are impacted, the world around us is impacted, the conversations we have even in the grocery store with strangers are totally impacted. So I guess I'm just trying to figure out why am I in my head so much and 
really, for the first time in my life, I long so hard, like I used to long for ice cream. I'm just longing to be alone. I feel like there's always someone talking in my face, talking, 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 more talking. Um, and that's, you know, that's part of being a mom of a big family, a mom of teenagers. These teenagers have been isolated from their friends. And um, so I've become like the person that they go to when they would normally like pass a friend during class and stop and tell them something. I'm that person. They come into the kitchen, they grab a glass of water and they tell me what's happened between classes. And in some ways that's a blessing. And in some ways it's completely exhausting. Um, but I know that that's part of my role in this world right now and in their world. Um, there's this thing that I go through that I don't remember ever experiencing until recently. COVID just really brought on my desire to be alone. And I definitely found myself struggling. I think it's been this perfect storm of having so many people in the house combined with the fact that they haven't had anyone else to really talk to. And I also feel like I'm really hitting that age in my life where silence truly is golden. I mean, I get the saying now. I could embroider it on a pillow for my bedroom. I just don't ever remember needing aloneness as badly as I do now. And it's not that anyone in particular or any one thing is really annoying me. It's not a particular child or the 150 conversations a day per, that are going around here. It's just all the chatter in general. I almost feel like I'm a plant that's been overwatered and I'm drowning in soupy, mucky, moldy water. And no one, no one can sense it. So they just keep happily pouring more water on me. And I put a lot of judgment on myself for not feeling like or feeling like I'm a shitty mom because I want to be alone. So one of the things that's really helped me is seeing other people post that they're going through some of this stuff as well, and I'm not the only one. There is something so comforting in realizing that other women are going through the same thing at home right now. Sometimes it just feels like there's not enough hours in the day. The kids need my attention. They want to talk to me. They need me. They pull on me. And then if they're not doing that, if they're up in their room alone too much on their devices, then I know that that's a sure sign that I need to be engaging and pulling them toward me and toward all of us. And all of that is just a lot of chatter in my brain. And so here's the question, though. I'm clearly struggling with this the space issue, physical, mental space, I obviously need it, but what's keeping me from getting it? What's keeping me from getting the space that I actually need is the fact that I feel guilty about doing it for myself. When I exercise, I'm totally beyond feeling guilty about taking that time to exercise because I know that it's a thing that's keeping me healthy and will keep my body healthy for many years to come. And that's the reason I justify making daily space and time to exercise. I know I've committed in my brain that no matter whether I love it or not, it's a key element to keeping my mental and physical self-help healthy. So therefore, I feel comfortable carving out time for it. There is no shame for me when I take off for a walk. Now, oftentimes when I take off for a walk, I'm pushing the baby in the stroller. Or oftentimes when I go on the rowing machine, the baby's on the couch and playing in her make-believe kitchen in front of me. So it's not necessarily only taking time for myself. I'm doing both at the same time. And that can kind of be exhausting too. Like getting interrupted during your workout is hard, you know? So even if sometimes I have to go places and I'm wearing sweaty sports bra or my hair is back in a greasy bun, I've made space for that in my life because I know that I need to take time for exercise. It's just something I must take time for if I want my body to last a long time and I want to feel good. 
It's this lesson that I learned two years ago when I tore my hip from being overweight and out of shape, and I wasn't even able to do the basic things for my two-year-old. I would go to the grocery store, and I couldn't reach up on the shelf. I had to ride a scooter around. I, I, I did not take care of my physical body, and so my physical body shut down. I did... It was almost like, it was like my body was like, okay, you're not going to do anything about it. So we're going to break down and you're going to have to sit down. And it gave me the time to sit there and think about, I got to the point where, you know, okay, if I'm going to be able to walk again, I'm going to appreciate it. And so I learned that lesson and I know I have to take care of my physical self. It's a non-negotiable. I kind of am afraid I'm going through another type of breakdown. And I don't mean I'm completely losing my shit and I'm turning into a basket case. I just mean that it's come to light for me that taking care of my mental health and taking time for myself is equally as important as taking care of my physical body. I think I'm in the middle of learning that lesson and I have to be able to take care of my headspace as well. And I've not been doing a great job of making time or space for that. So I must find a way to make time for myself, even though phrases like, oh, it won't last forever, enjoy it while you can, resonate so strongly with the woman who's inside of me, who's a mom of a 19-year-old who's moved away and who I desperately miss. I'm both a mom and I'm a mom who desperately misses her 19-year-old. I wish she lived closer to home. And I'm also a mom who's ready for my 14, 15, and 16-year-olds to grow up a little and start taking care of some of their own stuff so I don't have to remind them all day long. I'm a mom of a four-year-old who's exhausted. And and I'm talking about me, not her. I am exhausted. You know, it's tiring. You remember that when you had a four-year-old and how much energy they had and they have some days now where they skip their naps that you need so much? I don't know. I just feel like I'm getting pulled in a bunch of different directions and by by me, you know. I'm not only in both places in my life. I'm currently living like I am the menopausal friend who is an empty nester who's telling me in my ear, "Honey, you should enjoy this because before you know it, it'll all be over." Because I am that person. I've had that experience. I've already had one fly the nest. I could see how soon these three girls are going to be leaving too. But I'm also the mom who's exhausted and hairy, you know, just like (laughs) last night I was laying in bed reading my book and the baby came in and she literally jumped on my vagina. She jumped like one foot and hit it and then bounced over into the middle of the bed. And then, you know, it's just, it's just hard. Like it's physically hard and it's mentally hard. So I'm obviously having a mental struggle with that. And I know all of it's true. And it's why a lot of times I end up sitting in guilt about my lack of appreciation and how even though I love my family and my friends and my kids and my husband so much, sometimes I just want to be alone and I feel guilty about it. So I ignore that urge to get an hour to myself because I don't want to miss out on what they're up to. And I ignore that urge and to take the time that I need to rest my mind because I feel like there's other things that are more important than my headspace and where I'm at mentally. And so that's an interesting thing that I need to do some research about because I am in need of a way to find a a way to rest my own mind. Meditating, taking time for myself mentally is as important to me and will be moving forward as it's been physically to take time for myself. 
And I think the difference is that physically I can do the row machine. I feel like that immediate benefit from exercise. I feel pumped. I feel that energy surge. And it gives me energy to do more things for more people in my home. Somehow the endorphins help me get off the exercise machine with tons of energy to clean up the kitchen and fold the laundry and make the snacks. And let's face it, that is the beautiful thing about exercise. It's really good for your energy level and for your physical health. But when I take an hour and let the rest of the house sit in its own squalor and read a book about something I'm interested in, for whatever reason, it does not seem as important or vital. But it is. Taking time to work or work on my passion project is something that's so good for me mentally, but in a lot of ways, I view it as being selfish. How selfish of me to want to pull myself to the side away from my family so that I can work on my, work on my creative projects. How selfish of me that I want to spend time solo. So today, even though I almost didn't do it, I had to force myself to go. I went out and I got a walk. I took some time to myself, even though I had one of my favorite friends hit me up to meet her out for a walk. Even though my husband and my baby would have gladly enjoyed coming with me for a walk. I really just felt like I needed this time to myself, to journal, to think, to look at the waves. I so desperately needed to have silence and not to have someone else's words constantly interrupting my own thoughts. And I'm trying not to feel guilty about demanding this time for myself on a more regular basis. I am the one that has to demand of myself to take this time to regroup, to put four sentences in a row together without someone else asking me for cereal, to put four sentences of my thoughts together in a row without... Someone interject, interjecting that the new app on their phone is making them realize that we're wasting too much water in our house. I need to put four sentences in my mind together so that some of my brilliance can shine through instead of just absorbing constantly everyone else's brilliance. <sighs> Deep breath. So as always, my motivation for sharing this is because it's cathartic for me. That is a number one. It feels good to let it out. And also, sometimes it feels good to go back and listen a year later and see how far I've come. But also, because I know that there's other people out there who go through the same thing. You put yourself last on the list. And if you want to continue to be mentally healthy, not just physically healthy, that's another one of those things that you've got to make time for. It doesn't have to be the first thing on the list every day, but it's got to be somewhere on the list. You've got to be able to take some time for yourself in silence and come to your center space and take a deep breath and have that time to process and settle and become more centered. Because otherwise, after a while, it wears on you and you're not the best version of yourself for your family and your friends. You're not showing up as the best version of yourself for you either. And it's important that you show up in the world as the best version of yourself. You're this like one-time occurrence in the universe. There's never going to be another Diana Paquet. It's me. It's up to me to show up as my best person. And there's never going to be another one of you. So it's up to you to show up as your best version. Life is short and we only get this one life to live. So we should be living it with this piece of the pie being saved and put into the side for the actual owner of the pie. The actual person that is the pie. I am the pie. I deserve a slice just for me. And you're the pie too. Reserve your slice. And don't forget the whipped cream. Thanks so much for listening to the Diana Show, you guys. 
I always really appreciate it. I get so much great feedback now and having this community of folks who are around me is amazing. If you want to contact me, you can always reach me on Instagram at Miss Diana Paquet and it's P-A-Q-U-E-T. Thanks. Have a great day.